freedom and justice. I have a dream. My four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I have a dream. police officer charged with murder and manslaughter and the death of George Floyd. That officer caught on camera kneeling on Floyd's neck in a video that has caused outrage across the country. Uh, eyewitness News report. No justice! No when we talk about just, we're thinking more or less in terms of legal requirements, law courts and laws. When we talk of righteous, we're thinking in terms of how a person lives. So you cannot have a theoretical justice before God, which doesn't work out in righteous living. You know, I made a post, um, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, and in that post I stated, um, you say, no justice, no peace. But I say, if there's no righteousness, there will be no peace. And this goes beyond racial injustice. It goes beyond treated badly as a people. I'm talking about the righteousness that should permeate this world. So if the entire population of the world would give their life over to salvation and live righteous, then there will be peace. Though I know that this will never happen, I'm telling you what will bring peace to this world. That is righteousness. What is righteousness? To be set aside and to be set apart for God for the master's use, doing things right according to the biblical narrative of what God has told us to do. It is right in our word as to what righteousness is. And when we are set apart as holy, when we are set apart as righteous, that means that we are opposite from what we are set apart from. So righteousness is what's going to bring peace in this world. However, um, according to Ecclesiastes, as I read here in Ecclesiastes 9, starting at the 13th verse, it says, here is another bit of wisdom that has impressed me as I have watched the way our world works. Now this is Solomon talking. He says, There was a small town with only a few people, and a great king came with his army and besieged it. A poor wise man knew how to save the town, and so it was rescued. But afterwards, no one thought to thank him. So even though wisdom is better than strength, 
Those who are wise will be despised if they are poor. The scripture goes on to say what they say, talking about the wise man who is poor, doesn't have any status really, um, doesn't have a big voice, doesn't have a big following. Um, People normally doesn't listen to this man because he's poor. Um, He doesn't have the status that people are looking for, for someone to to be listened to, uh, to pay attention to. It says, um, what they say, this poor man, what he says will not be appreciated for long. And then it goes on to say in verse 18, Better to have wisdom than weapons of war, but one sinner can destroy much that is good. And so we see here that even though there is wisdom um, out in the world, the voices of wisdom, the people of God, the saints of God, the prophets of God who are speaking this wisdom out into the world, telling us what it is that would cause this world to um, have peace. But a poor man's wisdom and an unpopular person's wisdom will be despised and their words will not be heard. So, um, you know, it's really not realistic, though, because um, it's just hypothetically spoken about because if we go listen to the Bible, if we believe in what the Bible says, there will be no peace, as I have already said prior Scripture tells us here in Matthew 10 and 34, now this is Jesus talking. He says, Think not that I am come to send peace on earth. I am come not to send peace, but a sword. Now I believe that this scripture here is um, talking about a cause and effect. It not the purpose. That wasn't Jesus' purpose. It was a cause and effect. Now, Jesus did not come to antagonize the world, but because of man's heart, because it's evil in every way, because men are bent on sin and unrighteousness, this is why they are destroying themselves. I'm telling you, we must stay prayerful We must stay vigilant. We must stay aware. Uh, We must stay in our word. Um, There will be no peace on earth. We're not going to have peace here. There will be a time for peace when Jesus come and take us out of this earth and when the reign of Jesus is in place. But as we see it now, let me tell you that it's going to get progressively worse and worse and worse. And if there be any peace, it is going to be the false peace that the Antichrist brings. 
Now listen. We as believers, we can have peace that surpasses all understanding no matter what chaos is in the world. But as far as the world is concerned, there will be no peace. So it is imperative for us as believers to make sure that we stay before the Lord, that we have his heartbeat, that we really begin to search out what it is God is saying in these days. Now, we want to stay prayerful. We pray for this world. We pray for those who are unbelievers. We call them into the kingdom. We cast off the hands of the enemy, off their minds, off their souls. I mean, we pull down the strongholds of the enemy and his wicked devices and all his fiery darts. We snatch those people, their souls out of the pits of hell by any means. We call in them forth to salvation. We speak salvation out into the world. We pray for the peace of Jerusalem as the Bible has told us to do. But let me tell you, as we are in the midst of doing this, if you read the word of God, we know where we are headed. But I tell you, there is hope in God. Keep having faith in God. We can have the joy of the Lord no matter what, but we are not a part of this world. This is not our home. We are sojourning. We are passing through here. We're going somewhere that is better, way better, way better than what we can ever experience here on earth. But we are to live our lives according to what God wants us to live this life. And that is separated and that is in righteousness apart from wickedness. And we're not saying that we're perfect. We're not saying that we're going to get everything right. But we don't habitually do things that God has told us not to do. Because we want to be pleasing in his sight. He loves us with an everlasting love. And right now we're in the dispensation of grace. And that grace means that he has given us an opportunity for salvation to align our lives up according to the word of God and waiting for the return of his son, Jesus Christ. Listen, stay prayerful. I'm praying for you. These are great days. Look up because your redemption cometh. I mean, we are rejoicing because God is still on the throne. God is still in control. And we still have our hope and our faith in him. Though our hearts are heavy. Though we grieve. And I pray for all of those who have experienced um, loss in their family concerning everything according to this sinful world. We're considering, we're, we're experiencing all kinds of loss, but we stay before the Lord. We stay in hope. We stay in faith and the joy of the Lord is our strength. And we can be a strength to others in their weaknesses. 
when they're weak, we stay in our Bible, we stay in our word, we stay before the Lord so that we can be a comfort to them through the Holy Spirit. We can be a comfort to those who need to be comforted. So lift up your head. Lift up your head. This is not a time to be sad. This is not a time to um, feel defeated or hopeless or helpless as sometimes we often feel. To stay before him and he will strengthen us. He will give us the wisdom that we need. Our wisdom comes from God. It doesn't come from man. I just thank God because, you know, he is so worthy to be honored. He is so worthy to be praised. And I just say, lift up your heads, O ye gates. Be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors. For the King of glory shall come. We know that we cannot work up righteousness and salvation. Our righteousness and our salvation comes through the work of Jesus Christ only. It is not our works. We had nothing to do with it. We should not be boasting about anything that we have done is contributed to our righteousness because it is the work of Jesus Christ only. But we certainly want to be balanced in our teaching and we want to make sure that we are living this life according to how God has instructed us to live it. Listen, if there is anyone under the sound of my voice who has not given their life to Jesus Christ, I'm calling you out today. I'm giving you a personal invitation to accept Jesus in your life. Let him in. Listen, he's knocking at your door and he loves you. And he will continue to knock. All you have to do is just open up your heart and allow him to come in. Just surrender to Jesus and allow him to come into your heart so that you may have everlasting life. Why don't you do that today? Listen, I pray you have been blessed by the broadcast. Why don't you join us next Sunday for another scripture reading worship. Now may the peace of God be with you always. Rest in Jesus.